Hey, welcome back to Spellstorm Miniatures, a show about tabletop miniature war games, including Privateer Press's War Machine and Hordes. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. This is Chad. And our goal here is to just inspire you to play more games. Hey, uh, gentlemen, it's good to talk to you again. We had a pretty exciting episode uh, last time. We had uh, Will Hungerford from Privateer Press on, and uh, that was a, a fun conversation to have yeah. with him. It was a yeah. great chat and a lot about Warcaster and a few uh, spoilers on yeah. uh, Riot Quest. Yeah, yeah, that was really exciting. So, uh, listeners, if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 32, uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, but this is episode 33, and we're continuing our faction reviews. And what we're doing is we're basically taking two factions at a time, and we're asking and answering three questions. The first one is, is if you were to pick up this faction, which Warcaster or Warlock would you play first? Uh, the second question is, which theme force looks the most interesting to you? And the third question is, which model do you want to paint the most? And so we're having a little fun with these reviews, and I hope that our listeners are enjoying listening to them. But before we get there, um, have you guys played any games recently? Any non-War Machine games? I've gotten to play a uh, game of Monster Apocalypse a couple of weeks ago. My buddy Robert and I went out to uh, Runeboard on a day on a Sunday when I was off work, and um, I played Destroyers for the first time because he had um, he had only brought Sky Sentinel and Defender X with him, and those were like the only two Protector um, monsters that I had at the store that were readily available because my Kraken Octus is still at home working on getting painted hmm. and my Surgeon Titanica was actually in the display case for the painting competition that was going on so I didn't want to grab it out of there but I didn't want to play a mirror match so I just grabbed Gorgadra and Cybercon okay. and uh, put those guys down on the table and put the uh, Shinobots and uh, Belchers down I think I only had 15 units in a two monster game but um, man, those Shinobot, those Shinobot gunners with the commanders are so good. Nice. Because they get, they naturally get two blue dice on their ranged attack, but they also get affected by the commander ability from the elites okay. that normally doesn't happen. Uh, the Shinobots are like one of the only ones that are unique like that, where they, it affects not only the regular troopers, but also the gunners, which are like the more uh, elite of those one, of those troops. And so you actually end up getting three blue, d three boost dice on a range attack uh, from one of those things, and it has the explosive, the explosion rule. I think it is. So is that when it hits a neighbor? Yeah, it's nice. when it does a damage to everything adjacent to whose defense you beat. So you can hit, you get three boost dice, and you can put up to two white dice in there. And so if you've got a lot of like one to three defense things next to each other, you can just take out a clump. And I was able to do that. That's awesome. And uh, I was able to keep up on Power Dice. And it was a good game. He, uh, We ended up calling it because I got Defender X down to one hit point, And my Gorgadra was down to like four. He was down into hyper mode where he gets super damage. So mm -hmm. he's much more dangerous. Yeah. And uh, he was like, my buddy Robert was like, I just don't think, like, I have to keep Defender X way far away from anything because all you have to do is just tag him one time and he's out and i don't think sky sentinel has enough to be able to deal with both of the monsters because i think sky cybercon had taken maybe one point of damage mm -hmm. and gorkadra still had a couple of hit points left and so i was just in a very good position 
Um, and I've gotten to play a couple of games of Riot Quest. Uh, game's super fun. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to getting more Riot Quest in. Yeah. So I have some models that are waiting to get primed and painted. Some new releases recently. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I haven't played any other uh, non War Machine games really. Our our RPG group we're splitting our sessions now, and so uh, one guy is uh, DMing uh, Mutant Crawl Classics, and then um, and I'm going to be DMing our new Eberron campaign uh, for Five E. And so we had our meet and greet last night and started our character creation. And I'm really excited. And the rest of the group is really excited about it, too. Nice. Does so, anyone play in a Warforged with Rocket Fists? Um, we have <laughs> one Warforged. I don't know what the loadout is quite yet. Okay. And so, um, but but no, it, w- it was fun to plan and just kind of introduce um, everyone to the world. Um, yeah. I'm going to shout out to Wes real quick. He's uh, joining our group for this campaign. And... He knows a lot about the Eberron setting. Oh, awesome! And so it's really helpful to have him there. And so he was he was able to kind of explain where where things fit in. And um, a couple of um, the players are are stretching themselves by playing um, a character or a character type that they're not used to playing. Okay. Um, and so I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun. So and, and it's stretching me because I'm new to the Eberron setting as well, yeah. and I'm telling the story, so <laughs> you know, or narrating the story rather. Yeah, because yeah. they have some different races or something going on. Like, what makes Eberron a little special? So, um, what makes Eberron special, I think, is the fact that um, magic is well. One of the things is magic is more common, and so um, so like in traditional fantasy. Um, magic isn't as common, and so when it shows up, it's super powerful. Mm-hmm. So you think of like Gandalf and Saruman, and, yeah. and like a Tolkien-esque kind of setting, right? Where with Eberron, um, magic is just kind of everywhere, and and used for just kind of average things. Like your toast pops up, and rather than walking <laughs> over to the toaster and getting it, you just you know you you bring it over <laughs> with a prestidigitation or something, right. right? Magic hand, yeah, yeah, and magic hand, and and so. Um, uh, so that's one of the things that makes it kind of unique. Um, there's um, there's a, a um, kind of a pulpy, kind of a noir kind of feel um, to to the setting. Um, some people describe it as like steampunk D and D, but it's not really steampunk. Um, it's kind of that's kind of a false uh, assumption. Um, but um, w- the big thing about uh, the story is. Uh, the last war it has like a huge impact on the psyche of the characters of the world around them, and so how your character interacts with the last war is is how you kind of tell your story. It's it's really it's pretty powerful. So there's that, and there's a there's quite a few other things that make it kind of special. Um, but um, everything that you know about D and D can fit in with it, um, and um, but um, but it's I don't know. It's just. It seems really exciting for me. So, nice. like I yeah. said, I'm still learning. I'm listening to the Manifest Zone podcast. Like, I'm like zipping through it as fast as I can, and I'm reading all this extra material <laughs> just to try to. <laughs> there, there are people out there, and I know there are listeners right now listening to me ramble who are thinking, "No, no, no, it's this, it's this, it's this." But, um, but Keith Baker, he's he's really cool about saying that Eberron is what you make it, and and so uh, we really 
we're gonna make it make it ours. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. I was gonna yeah. say if there are any listeners that uh, are ever on experts, send an email, send a message, <laughs> yeah, comment, <laughs> tell me where I made a mistake. Yeah. Well, I know that there's also skyships in the setting. Yeah. And uh, one of the big things about one of the races is the Warforged, which are these uh, golems that were created during the last war. That since the last war, I believe a lot of them have like lost their memories basically so like they used to be these machines of war yeah that are these are these magically created golems um that are kind of like robot and magic mixed together and uh it's one of the playable races and you can do some interesting things where you yeah. can um <laughs> the really funny thing to think about it is like the Warforged that play like the charismatic or like the rogue type characters nice. and just the disguise the the concept of the disguise kit just being like oh let me just pop open my chest compartment and pull yeah. up this different face configuration and stick it on my robot face and yeah <laughs> be like the Warforged bard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's where you just like cycle through yeah. this compartment on your forearm and right. you like pull out a lute or you yeah. pull out a, a yeah. flute or a harp or something like yeah. that. Like I picture it like a jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I don't know. We're the the main city in in the in the world is called Sharn and it exists on what what's called a manifest zone, and the manifest zone that it exists on is the the manifest zone of air. And so gravity sort of um, doesn't necessarily apply all the way. It's so, like you can have buildings like just kind of stacked on top of each other and they won't fall because there's because of this air zone that they're in. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that's where you get like the sky taxis and things like that, you know, they take you to places. And and so but it's a it's a huge city and it's very vertical. And so we're going to we're going to have fun yeah. with that. Nice. So I'm thinking you know, and uh, you know, I'm thinking like, uh, was the fifth element some of yeah. the, you know, like a chase scene or something? <laughs> I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't want to give away too much because of the, you know, yeah, some you of don't want your players. They, they listen. To that yeah. coming. So I'm anyway, just, I'm a little sad that all of my D and D campaigns that I was a part of have all kind of gone by the wayside. So, yeah. like, I'm kind of jonesing to be in another one, but uh, it's difficult to find a group. Yeah. Especially because my schedule is flexing a little bit right now. My yeah. days off used to be Sunday, Monday, but because of um, shift in schedule and some other things that were going on at work, uh, it shifted back to Mondays and Tuesdays being off at least for okay. like yeah. this week, and I think probably the foreseeable yeah. future for a little bit. But yeah, we're we're pretty blessed. We have six players regularly. Yeah, and and so um, we kind of found the spot that works for all of us. And so we just kind of hang out in that spot. Nice. And uh, we've committed to shorter sessions um, just because that's what works for everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. One of uh, one of the regulars that comes into the story lives not very far away. Just started or is just starting a new campaign that he sent me an invitation to. Mm. But um, it's on a. It's, I think it's on like Fridays or something like that. And my Fridays have been closing recently. Uh, or it's on like a Thursday. And he doesn't live very m far from the store. But without having a car to get from his place back home after mm. the like after the session is a little bit yeah. a little bit tough. Is it a five E campaign? Yeah, I yeah. think um, I think they were starting an Eberron campaign as well. <gasps> or he's <laughs> no. 
Well, that w- I think that was somebody else that was starting one, but it wasn't an Eberron one. He was talking about looking into... He's doing research about starting an Eberron campaign, I think, like in a couple of months. Got it. He's cool. doing some campaign building and stuff right now. That's cool. That's very cool. And I want to join, but uh, my schedule is just so yeah, it's all over the place. I get it. Hey, uh, you guys play any uh, War Machine games? Let's that's the let's get that <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten the chance to play, unfortunately. Again, because of my my work schedule, it's tough to squeeze it in. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about maybe trying to start playing some lower point, like fifty point games yeah. after getting off work at seven. Uh, and then my schedule changed. Now I'm working like I'm working till close on Wednesdays now. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. How about you, you Dan? Nope, can't okay. say I did. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the only th- game I've been able to get in is the second prologue of the Oblivion campaign uh, against Oz, and um, I won fair and square this time. Yeah, <laughs> good. So, yeah, it's yeah. good when you win, honestly. So the the shtick was this: is I think you have to get. I don't remember how many car- how many uh, models. I think three models to. Th- you have an attacker and a defender mm-hmm. and you have to and get three models to the other end essentially and and so Oz decided that he would play real sneakily and he ran I don't know if he ran Crix or Cephalix or whatever but a bunch of incorporeal models oh. and so he was like I'm just going to run them off the end of the board and what ended up happening is I tro- I took the Oh, the three-man unit from Convergence that can give a weapon uh, magical. Oh, the um, you know what I'm talking about ADOs I think or whatever. Yeah. The Optifix yeah. Directive. Yeah, yes. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, I think so. So, so then, so it kind of, and I didn't know that necessarily that he was going to do that. I it was just kind of convenient for me for for the points makeout to to take that unit, and so um, that kind of put a. Um, uh, kind of stalled his plan a little bit, and so he felt like he had to interact with the battle a little bit more rather than just run off. And so the biggest mistake that he made, um, crucially, probably about four fifths to the end uh, through the through the through the game, is uh, he decided to shoot with his pistol wraith, hmm. um, thus losing um, incorporeal for for a turn or his uh. next activation. Ha ha! You fool! And you so fell for one of the classic blunders. He did. <laughs> and so, I mean, to his to his, I mean, he needed like he did, he if he would have done it, he would have been fine. If he like he if he was successful, but he he missed like both of his shots or something, mm. or I don't or missed one of them, and my guy was still left alive or something. I don't remember exactly, but the fact that he he chose to activate and lose um, incorporeal was his downfall. Yeah, yep. So otherwise, Oz would have won. So. Mm. Yeah, but it was it was a good battle. I'm really enjoying the the Oblivion stuff, and of course now it's in boxes, and so um, I don't know when I'll be able to get to that again. Yeah, but, but eh, I'll talk more about that later during the hobby time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, why don't we get on topic? And we're talking about our faction reviews, and so today the two factions that we're looking at are Crix and Scorn. Yeah, and so let's start with Crix, and and let's start with the very first question. If you were to pick up this faction, which Warcaster would you like to play first? Uh, personally, for me, uh, I own a little bit of this faction, of course. Um, but the funny thing is, some of the Crix casters, uh, I kind of want to play in Convergence. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to look at Scorn, um, I guess one Crix caster and two versions. But um, yeah. I kind of looked at this two ways. is uh, Starting with Scar. Um, 
Scar One's the more uh, budget-friendly one, but of course, uh, Scar Three uh, Admiral of the you know big half a boat floating around. Yeah, it's appealing. Yeah. So. How about you, Chad? Uh, as far as first caster, it was tough, but I think I would have to go with Gatsby One Four. The there was a very fun list that I saw running around a couple of years ago from one of the Canadian players that looked like a lot of fun. Um, that was piloted by Gatsby One, but. Nice. Uh, Scar three and Terminus, I think, are close, okay. close contenders yeah. as well. Yeah, I think uh, for me, realistically, it would be the Battle Box caster, yeah. like Agatha <laughs> or whatever. But honestly, it'd be Scar three. <laughs> like, yeah. as soon as I saw that model, I was like, "Holy cow!" Right. Yeah. So that's the one I'd want to start with. Um, well, which theme force looks interesting to you? I was gonna say that's kind of funny. We all have we chosen the same caster before? I think that might be. <laughs> That might be the really first time. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, pretty great. I'm sure someone out there is fact checking for right. us. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at? Um, so I went with uh, Scourge of the Broken Coast. Um, okay. For the various reasons of pirates, undead uh, pirates, and so forth. Okay. <laughs> but the, the or no, not, they're not the undead ones. They're the uh, sorry. Um, statistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the statistics. They're the math Both ones. Yeah. I know. Hey, hey. They're I the can, math ones. I can stutter some words today. <laughs> hey, I do it every time. So, did you? Uh, well, that's one of those. Like, that's one of those uh, unit names in War Machine that nobody really knows how to pronounce it right. We need to get, yeah, like, either pull a Doug Sea Cat out of retirement or talk to the other guys that are in charge of the the lore mastering and be like, how do you pronounce the Satixis? Is yeah. it Satixis? Is it? Yeah. Everyone always stumbles over that word. It's such a weird right. word. Yeah. I do it every time. Did you come up with a list uh, to play or? Uh, not fully. I mean, start with like Scar 3, add, uh, add all the statistics you want in there. I don't so I'm purposely going to say it like that now. So. so you're just spamming the math dudes? Yep. Okay. And, uh, and <laughs> ladies. <laughs> math ladies. They may have horns, but they're they're ladies. Um, some of the sort, uh, shard dirge seers are are pretty good in there too. Um, okay. So just seemed like kind of the a fun style. The devil shadows mutineers you could even squeeze in there. And oh yeah, yeah okay. The, that's the three man unit, right? Yeah. 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 Or the three lady unit. Is that uh, what we're I think doing? It's a dude and There's two ladies. One, yeah. They they have the multiple weapons. They're almost like the sons of brag, where they each have a different weapon. Yeah. Kind of configuration. Yeah. Um, There's Mar who has a sword. There's I forget what the dude's name is. Uh, actually, I forget what the other two people's names are. Uh, there's a dude that's got like uh, a cutlass and a pistol, and then yeah. there's the other one that's actually like the all star of the unit, which is um, there's Moreland the, and Zara. Yeah. Zara's yeah, the Mor- double pistols. Yeah, Moreland is the is the the one guy, and then Zara mm-hmm. is the uh, blind chick with the two weapon master pistols, and she's yeah. really the star of the show. Magical too. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. All right. And what about you, Chen? Uh, I also picked Scourge of the Broken Coast. Uh, the Gatsby One list that I saw running around was like a handful of jacks, mostly a couple of uh, arc nodes, but then it was like double raiders, double of the. Um, the Satixis gunslingers, uh, one unit of the blood witches for ambushing, mm-hmm. and then like all the solos and everything that you wanted in there. And uh, with Gatsby One, you have access to Parasite, so you have an armor debuff to help them hit a lot harder. And then he's also just a really good spell assassin by himself because his feat is he gets to refill all of his focus and then 
I think it's living enemy models inside of his control area suffer a power, like a power five, which is not very strong. But if you manage to get Parasite onto a low armor unit, something that's like armor 12 or even like armor 13, getting him down to armor 10, suddenly them suffering an automatic power five, you can easily start taking a lot of stuff out. Um, and that's kind of what the whole point of that list is. The okay. other idea that I had was the uh, the Scar 3 list is running around with like all of the blooded ogre and stuff is also like yeah. really good and it looks like a lot of fun too. I was going to say, they have some nice trolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Some sweet well, that's why trolls. Ozzy wanted to play Cricks. Yeah. He was like, I could play trolls and Cricks too. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I decided to, the theme that interests me the most is is actually just the black industries, yeah. just because I love jacks and um, and so and and there's a certain unit that I absolutely love, and that's from my the days when I played a lot of Cephalix, and so I decided to go to to jam Scar Three into Black Industries, which I know okay. is not her like the best for place her. for her, um, but I didn't care. I just wanted to make a fun <laughs> list. There you go. And I went with the the theory that if one is good. Two is better than one, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've got Scar Three with two Leviathans, two Seethers, and two Slayers. Yeah, doing the whole Noah's Ark. Yeah, we're we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna go. That's right. Uh, uh, but the the unit that I absolutely love is the Overlords, and so I have yeah. two units of Cephalix Overlords. I've got a min unit of Mechanothralls uh, with three of the Brute Thralls um, attachments. Uh, three Necrotex, one Scrap Thrall, and then a Hellslinger Phantom, and and so I figured um, it's not going to win anything, but man, it's going to be fun. Every <laughs> once in a while, I'm going to pull off something. So just yeah. a little scary. <laughs> you said it was double Leviathan, double Seether, and double Slayer, double Slayer. Yeah. Okay. So and the heavies there get get Carapace and yeah. the Mechanothralls can get ambush if I want. Yeah. Well, with the Carapace and then she also has uh, she has deflection. Yeah. Or decel. Decel. Is a plus two armor versus range. Yeah. Decel. Yeah. I think deflection doesn't exist anymore. I think they rolled it all into decel. Uh, I think that sounds at some point. But yeah. yeah. So um, against some yeah, shooty lists, you're you can definitely. Keep them protected, getting up the field, and then she yeah. also has the dark waves where you get to move a model, you get to slipstream a model. The only drawback is, is you're not really taking advantage of dash. No, uh, I on know. her spell list, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you're always not, making compromises. Yeah, yeah. Not every list. not every list 100 percent utilizes every single uh, every single thing on a yeah. spell list. In yeah. the name of fun. Now, one thing people have been pointing out uh, since you bring up the overlords, right? Is in uh, Doctor Stygius the Riot Quest model? Yeah. Like, isn't he like much larger? He's like supposed to be an overlord, right? But yeah, he's, but he's like, like scale wise, he looks bigger. Yeah, he is way bigger. He's like yeah. twice the size. He's a bulked yeah. up one. Yeah. They feed you good if after the apocalypse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it could also be just. Uh, one of those times where they're trying to scale up some of the models, yeah, yeah. Uh, as they release newer versions of like, things, but like the yeah. old Black Thirteenth, yeah. Well, well, I think, well, yeah, I, I think if they just redid the the Overlord body for Riot Quest, it would just it would stand out even worse, right? Than if they updid, you know, the way they did Sidious in the because yeah. if you put him in a in a War Machine world, it, eh, it stands out a little bit, but not too much, right? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, not too much, yeah. So Good enough, 
Yeah. Also, he's got a lot of jacket. Like usually, yes. you yeah. see at least the feet, and there's no feet on his model. There's <laughs> just jacket <laughs> all the way down to jacket. <laughs> just it's literally yeah, it's literally just like a head, arms, his backpack, and then it's just jacket down to the base. Yeah. Like, I just want to say real quick, um, I really like what they're doing with Riot Quest. Yeah, um, how as a as it, it's by itself, it's a fantastic game, but then also just the design space so they can bring some fun things in like cephalix has always i've always enjoyed playing cephalix it's been one of my favorite things to play in, in war machine and and after a while it got a little stale you know because yeah. there weren't a lot of options and now there's you can do some more fun things with it and you know and and people don't all won't necessarily expect some of the stuff you can do with it so yeah. um dr stigius helps with that and Obviously, some of the other things too, Gatsby Four and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But um, so I, I'm just I'm just super impressed right now. It's it's a new age of 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 list list building, and and I love it. So I went I went to see if there's going to be some more uh, there's going to be some more Crix type characters because we thinking about it now we haven't seen a whole lot of that in Riot Quest yet. No, uh, I mean they still have a lot of design space oh. to go. I mean, like we yeah. were talking about the Croakcaster last week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess there Which is. Which may or may not happen. <laughs> there is also there is Gurglepox. Yes, um, but I think he's like the only yeah. the only one. There's only two specific convergence ones, right? James and then the Destruction Three Thousand. Destruction Three Thousand. Yeah. Or Destructortron. Yeah. Yeah. So and those are partisan, I think. Yep. So yep. That, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good time to it's a good time to play. Yeah. Hey, um, I think we're on the painting, right? Yep. Which which model, which model, gentlemen, <laughs> would you like to paint in Cricks? <laughs> Let's see where this goes, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna lay a wager. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, well, let me look at the list here. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Chad has already painted it, so <laughs> so I mean, he might not want to paint it again. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I'd have to go with what we said earlier. Is I'm gonna go with Scar Three. Uh, big admiral on a boat and you can just have again a lot of fun with that and and style up add a little deck crew or something like that and lights yeah yeah chad i i wouldn't mind painting another scar (laughs) actually it was it was a lot of work and it was for a commission job um i but it was a lot of fun doing it i liked the color scheme that i ended up doing if i did it again i would uh do a little variation on the uh on Scar and the two crew, uh, two or three crew members, yeah. three crew members. Yeah, I think uh, they went down yeah. to the deck. I think I, I, they weren't bad, but I kind of rushed them by the time I got around to painting them. Because mm. by the time I got to working on them, I had already been working on the model for like eight or ten hours or something like that. Yeah, so, um, between uh, cleaning, assembly, and then painting the rest of the ship and yeah. everything. Yeah, um, painting the ship actually wasn't as bad as you might think it would be for how big that model is. Because I actually kept it separate from the Wave of Souls. Okay. And so I was able to actually paint the entire in- interior. Oh, but a lo- cool. it's just a lot of wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and getting like that wood grain and everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot of wood until you get to the exterior where there is some, yeah. more, some more stuff going on. But uh, I, I think that's a real testament to a model's quality and ingenuity when you say, I wouldn't mind painting that again. Yeah. And so kudos to Privateer Press for that. I just don't want to yeah. buy the model. To right. <laughs> well, well, that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> talking to a guy with an unassembled hooch hauler. <laughs> yeah, well, get on that. Yeah, Get on that, Dan. Or sell it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find some find some poor schmuck to buy it. <laughs> it's a good model. Just yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna just three for three here yeah. on this one. Scar three is the one that captures my imagination too. Yeah. So, so if you would have said Scourge of the Broken Coast, then we would have all. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, I know. I broke the mold on that one. I, I chose a different caster. Uh, okay. That's well, true. with the list, yeah, but. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Oh, that's right. You're just saying Scar three was in your in your top three there. Yeah. But, yeah uh, she is. But she's yeah. she's just such a cool centerpiece model, right? It's yeah. so very interesting and. Yeah, it was like it's uh, it's a very dynamic piece that uh, Privateer hasn't really ever done something like that before. So it, it's I mean, we've seen we've seen other battle engine casters, but like yeah, half of a freaking pirate ship. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and this is the kind of thing that I think we're just really it, one. It captures the imagination of current players, but then yeah. if you were to walk into a store and see that on the table, yeah. And that's something that just oh yeah, oh, like what the heck is that? Yeah. Like half a pirate ship? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> just so. need to add some pirate like hats to them, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. All right, anyway, <laughs> hey, what's our uh, what's our second faction? <laughs> the other one we're talking about is Scorn. I hear one of us has some experience with Scorn. Uh, we have a little bit of experience with Scorn. <laughs> yeah, I have experience getting beat by it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's okay. Still experience. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, if you were to pick up Scorn, <laughs> uh, which warlock uh, would you want to play first? Uh, Zaltu. <laughs> <laughs> I know where Dan's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I do too. Yeah. I, I have always had an affinity for Hex, uh, Hexverse 2 ever since he came out. Nice. He's just he's such a cool caster. He's very dynamic. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and then if you're following the Hengehold scrolls, uh, isn't he? Yeah, oh yeah. He's doing some van damage. Yeah. He's he is doing some very scorned things. <laughs> it makes me want to play him like yeah. right now. He, he he's in a box though. He <laughs> and Gershield are uh, going back to their roots and uh, doing what they do best, which is torturing stuff for experimentation. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, so I I play Scorn and um, and it's been. Uh, one of the, it's been the most fun I've had playing War Machine, and I started um, when I when I moved over to Scorn. I made the commitment that I was going to pick a caster and play him a minimum of ten games, and before I picked a second caster, and so I did that with Zakar, and honestly, I really really enjoyed that. And so if I were to start all over again and play Scorn, the warlock I'd pick first would be Zakar again, and so. And I think it, and it's and it's weird because he's not the best, and like everyone yeah. is like, "Oh, wait till yeah. you get to Morgul," and it's true. When I got to Morgul, wow, right? Yeah. It was amazing. But but I think playing all those reps with Zakar gave me a really good baseline. All Zakar needs is an arc node. Yeah, like that's yeah, honestly, really, yeah, really. If you play him in Dis- Disciples of Agony and take a um, what's it called, Blind Walker, the Blind Walker. And you just give yeah. him an arc node. He's yeah. so much happier. Yeah, but which I didn't do yet. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. So when I go back, that's something yeah. that's on my list. A lot so of people get. I have uh, a blind walker. Get yeah. caught up in the whole the whole thought that he has of I hit something with a melee attack and then I can auto hit them with a spell, and it's such a trap because he's like fifteen fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want him in the middle of the table. <laughs> oh, I mean, to be sure, I lost like eight of my first ten games with him or something. Oh, yeah. But. But I mean, um, but I had a lot of fun doing it. 
And so, and I think it just made me, I mean, also made me just a better player. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> which theme force, <laughs> if you were to uh, pick up Scorn and start playing, which theme force looks the most interesting to you? Wins? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh Dan trying to be funny. <laughs> hey, uh, we know. all know where you're going, Dan. Yeah, what's, wrong, what's wrong with Winds of Death? I don't know. I just never hear anyone <laughs> talk about it, so <laughs> just assume it's trash. You can't, you can't get JC to shut up about <laughs> it. What are you talking You're talking <laughs> to the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, uh, hang out with JC more. He'll, yeah. he'll make you want to play score. There you go. <laughs> he'll make you want to play Rhinodons. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinodons are awesome. They are, they are Especially good. when you have two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Exalted because, uh, yeah, all the Exalted fun and just, yeah, they're just mean. Yeah. <laughs> they're well, I mean, as far as a thematic yeah. army, yeah. they look cool exactly. on the table. They look they're nice together. They synergize so great. And yeah. just when you're like, hey, I have tough, no knockdown, and oh, I'm going to have five armor for this turn. <laughs> that fun. Yeah. Uh, I went with Disciples of Agony. Uh, I didn't build a list for it, but I, uh, Hexaris has... Channeler as a passive ability, so all of his war beasts become arc nodes inside of his control yeah. area. Mm, nice. um, he also has, a, I think, his vampiric harvest. So whenever an enemy, living enemy model, dies in his control area, you get to heal a model in his battle group one point every Ooh. time you kill something. So I was thinking about if you play around with like the war hog, um, the road boar, and then like the battle boar and stuff, all those ones that have those dials, those aggression mm-hmm. dials the to hurt themselves. Thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, playing, play scorn. playing in Disciples of Agony, you get to you get to take those war beasts. Yeah. It's yeah. minions, um, but better minions. Yeah, and so you can play with those aggression dials. You can hurt yourself for the benefit during your activation, and then when you're activating other things out like outside of theirs, yeah, you can heal them back up again and keep them in the fight for longer. Yeah, um, that's a good thinking. I yeah. like that. Plus, he's got uh, he's got a hit bonus. He's got he's got a hit fixer. Two different. Um, two different defensive buffs. He's got a really good um, single damage target spell. He's got Hex Blast, and then he's got Ashes to Ashes to help clear infantry. And then his feat is that you get to pull Focus and Fury off of models inside of his control area and then refill him back up to seven. And you can pull that f- that Focus and Fury off of enemy models. So you can oh. really kind of screw up somebody else's... Um, like if they have non-warcaster, non-warlock models, yeah. but um, if they were planning on reaving that or something like yeah, that, yeah, or if there was like an extra yeah. focus left over, you can screw up somebody's fury management by yeah. like pulling a bunch of stuff off of a beast or something like that. Hmm. Um, it's a it's a really good feat, and then you can turn around and start slinging some other spells out again. So thanks, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like that a he's, lot. He's he's always been super super interesting. Yeah. I've seen a lot of very different things happen with him and very like throughout mark two and mark three he's always done very very interesting and very cool things and yeah. i think he's a very unique caster he he's very flexible and i and i value flexibility in my warlocks especially playing in hordes yeah because so much power comes from your warlock uh and i've just always liked casters that are constantly doing stuff throughout the game yeah i don't really like i'm not as big of a fan of the Casters who will sit in the back, occasionally toss a spell and upkeep things, which is why Protectorate bored me after a little while. It was like, hmm. s- there's so much of like kind of static lead from the back. I like the midline or frontline casters that are doing a lot of interesting things and affecting the battlefield. 
I feel that. I think I think I can drive with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the theme for us that I chose is Disciples of Agony. I have so much fun with that. And there's so yeah. many models that fit in that theme that I want to play. And, you know, I, I have a fair amount of minions and, you know, things like that as well. And um, the So I made a list. Uh, JC and I, we, we do some dojo doing back and forth. We'll text each other some ideas. Yeah. And so um, the list that I have is comes from uh, JC and the conversations I have with him. And it's something that I've personally never done. And so, uh, I mean, I thought about bringing a list today that is something that I'm used to playing, you know, probably something with the Desert Hydra because I absolutely love the Desert Hydra. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I love the Desert Hydra. <laughs> um, but, um, but I decided to, uh, uh, to do something, you know, that I've never done before. So, so I've got um, Makeda 3 in Disciples of Agony. And um, her battle group is um, uh, four basilisk, basilisk uh, drakes. Okay. Um, and we got an agonizer, two Kreas, uh, Chiron. Um, he's the character war beast yeah. uh, that the hangs out with Morgul. Basilisk. I think. Yeah. No, he's uh, um, he's Zakars. Yeah, he's Zakars. That's who it is. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then Molokarn. Um, because Molokarn. Yeah, because it's Molokarn. Because <laughs> it's Molokarn, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so we have some some fun flexibility. We got a lot of sprays. Yeah. And and I, and I just like sprays. Yeah. You know, they they give you some, you know, some ability to, to interact with the board a little bit in ways that other uh, types of attacks don't. Um, um, two min units of uh, Beast Handlers, a, a Siege, and a Math Tracks, and because you need them. Yeah. And then, I mean, you don't need them, but for this list, you would. And then, um, and then, uh, the swamp, Gobber, Bellows crew. And then, the, the only downside to this list is there's only one solo, and that's the the Gobber chef. And so, <laughs> um, and so, I'm used to playing lists that are a little more combined arms. You know, I, when I usually build a list, I'll usually have, you know, an equal amount of solos to the number of units. And that gives me a lot of scenario presence. Um, here, I would have to play the list a little bit differently um, to be able to to be able to approach scenario. Yeah, flags could be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. So I was. Uh, go ahead. I was also just thinking about the interaction between her feet and the sprays. And every time a model destroys an enemy model, I believe in her control area, um, one or more enemy models. You can either add a fury to her, or you can remove a fury from a model in your battle group. So it's just I don't know how the timing breaks down. If you, so I know that spray attacks like blast attacks, everything's mm-hmm. re- all the damage is resolved simultaneously. Uh-huh. So you're technically the if you do it correct by the book, you make all of your attack rolls and then all of your damage rolls and then all of the damage resolves. So right. just thinking about if you. If you have her feet going, if you spray like two models down and you boost two or three times, something like that, you mm-hmm. max out on Fury on your Drake. When those models die, I don't know if you get to pull. I think because it says if they destroy one or more mm-hmm. enemy models with with an attack, you get to take one Fury off. Does it so say I think this attacks resolved or does it just say when model one or more? Yeah, we'd have to play around with that a little bit, wouldn't we? Like, I haven't really, uh, honestly, Mod- I haven't really looked into that. That's When a model in Makeda's battle group destroys one or more enemy models in her control area with an attack. Hmm. 
I think so you're I right. Think, uh, I think because it says one or more, uh, if you kill multiple models with the same with the same attack, like a spray attack, yeah. I think you still only get to remove one. I would agree mm. with you. It because it says yeah. one or more. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. But, I mean, it's still a little bit of good fury management. Yeah. Makeda 3 does look good, too. She's like Badrack 2, but better. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so I've only had one experience with Makeda 3. Uh, last year at Lock and Load, JC let me borrow Makeda 3, um, and I played Avi in the um, uh, Iron Arena. And, and Abby was running Infernals, and and so I was running McKay 3 first and only time, right? And he was running Infernals and fresh on Infernals. Yeah. And and he had, oh, is it Agathon, I think? Um, no, it would have been Zadaroth. Zadaroth, okay, Zadaroth, okay, Zadaroth hanging out in the back. And, and I basically Pac-Manned all the way, and I had <laughs> and I had the right amount of fury to be able to get my last attack on Zadaroth and potentially putting Zadaroth to, in the dirt. And unfortunately, he uh, he was able to respond by um, w- by bringing out one of the, the heavies that has the counter charge. Oh. That forced me to deal with that war beast, or war, what is it? It's not a war the beast. Horror. Horror, that's what it is, horror. horror. Um, I, I want to get the name right. So, yeah. um, and, and, and if I had one more fury, yeah, I would have got you know. And I was <laughs> like, oh, but I had so much fun with that uh, with Makeda three that I was like, oh, I gotta get Makeda three now, yeah. and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> because I'm still like, I'm still doing my ten games, yeah, you know. And right now I'm on Xerxes one, so yeah. I can't. I mean, I guess I could have chose, but I didn't choose. So I'm choosing ones I already have the models for. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna buy anything yet yeah. until I play everyone that I have. It's so. easier. Yeah. So okay. Well, which model? Uh, let's see. Which model do you want to paint the most? Well, we've been talking a little bit about them. Uh, Xerxes Fury of Halak. Right. Say that right oh, for Xerxes you. Xerxes two. Yeah. Xerxes yeah. two. Right. Okay. So, um, I mean, he's like riding basically like a big rhino, right? I mean, yeah. you could have some big posing fun with rhino. that. Yeah. Um, Wheelchairs in the Iron Kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's got some flags going on. I mean. I've got a second one if you if you're interested. <laughs> Just feel it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, I've got, I have a whole sublot of scorn that I just need to like give to a new player or something. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I can I can basically kick, get anyone started playing Disciples of Agony today. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if you've got some extra Pharaoh beasts, yeah. Oh, I gave those to Oz because yeah. of the the troll oh, Pharaoh theme coming later this year. All right, so man. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Do you have any spare gator stuff? Yeah, that's where I'm. I'm a little light on gators. <laughs> okay, I, I kept the gators because I like gators. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to that that crossover theme force with Circle. Figure out what it's gonna be. Wait, I they're think gonna do gonna Circle be, Gators? I think it's gonna be Circle Gators and Legion, because in the Henschel Scroll, they then talk I'm gonna about, need some Circle stuff. They talk about um, what's it called? <laughs> They talk about <laughs> Barnabas showing up at the edge of the battlefield. Yeah, uh, Barnabas too showing up with the uh, the Legion twins, and then a bunch of uh, green and gold armored um, armored troops. So that's like the Wolves of Orbros, and then the twins, nice. and then Barnabas, Lord of Blood, just like waiting into battle together. Yeah. I'm like, 
That sounds that sounds cool. Tell me more. <laughs> That'd be the only way to get yeah. me to play circle. Yeah. yeah, if I can play some of my other stuff with it. Come on, yeah. I don't want to be like, by Legion out. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now that if uh, if um, skinwalkers are available in the theme, don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough about them. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, don't even get me started. But I could probably um, get a unit for real cheap. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> uh, for scorn, though, the model that I would want to paint. Honestly, like I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the the scorn aesthetic, and uh, I don't think I've got the painting skill to do the immortals justice. Hmm. But uh, Jalam, Jalam's model is so cool, and I definitely yeah. would want to paint that up. He seems to like kind of stick out a little bit as yeah. far as aesthetic wise. Like he looks like he can fit in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So, and I could see him being used in other games that I play too. Yeah. Like the well, Jalam he's got model. this very cool like. Yeah. nomadic outlander yeah. Um, yeah. look going on. So, Yeah, are you familiar with Infinity at all? Some of the Hakaslam models, like uh, Jalam could fit in there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, That's he's a little good. bulky for yeah. it, but, you know, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Honestly, so uh, I'm not I'm not really excited to paint my scorn. Um, some of the some of the spiky bits and a lot of the the trim is the reason why I didn't want to play Protectorate, right? Um, yeah. But um, um, the thing that I, I love the the deserty kind of war beasts like you know the razor worm and stuff and and the desert hydra is probably the thing I want to paint the most um, and um, and. I have two, and I started one, and I haven't finished yet. No, Chad, I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> and um, uh, but I've I made some mistakes on it uh, that I just as an inexperienced painter wasn't didn't know what yeah. I was doing. You know, it's not bad, and it and I can and it can be fixed. And so I'm I'm gonna do some fixing on it. But I'm really excited to paint my second one, um, and I'm really excited to not make the mistakes that I made on the first one. That's good. And and it's not really like a mistake. It's just it's just lack of knowledge and, and, and technique. And yeah. so, you know, because I started that kind of early before I, you know, um, I don't know. Recently I picked up um, uh, Angel Geraldes. He's, um, uh, you know, I think he I think he works for Corvus Belly or worked for Corvus Belly. And he was their studio painter for a long time for the Infinity line. Mm. He has um, a book... Uh, like an art book out there, a master class series, um, volume one, volume two. And I found volume two for pretty cheap. I had some in-store credit some, at a bookstore and, and, and picked it up. And, and, he, and he basically kind of goes step by step, um, like this is how you paint, this is some techniques. And, and it just has that really good discussion about, about painting and stuff. And so I picked it up and, um, you know, I think one of my goals this year is to, um, it's just to get better at it, get more hours practicing, and, get, and just get better at it. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, so that's yeah. So those are there's our review of uh, our faction reviews of Cricks and Scorn. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, uh, let's shift over to the hobby table. And uh, what are you building? What are you painting? Uh, I've been a little inundated catching up on my Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, just kind of. Got the sticks kind of painted out for those. I've gotten some of the models painted. I've probably got about half my load gone through, but it's been it's been fun. They've all been kind of a little bit unique. I mean, 
you read the comics, you're kind of invested a little bit that way already. Mm-hmm. And so you have, it's almost been a little bit easier to get paint scheme ideas. I think that's kind of sped up my painting is I'm not like in overload trying to think of like, oh, what, how should I paint these guys? Or what's my overall army scheme? Because they all have their little bit different look. So, right. and because of that too, is they, I can cycle through them a little bit, a little bit faster because, you know, it's just one of the size and then two, it's just something different. So it's kind of fun doing them. I've been yeah. trying to batch them. Um, and I've been trying to, to force myself right now with these is to get better on my like highlighting. So it's kind of darker and then like get those highlights on there that up close. You're like, uh, this looks horrible. But then when you set it down, you're like, Oh, okay. Actually, no, that, yeah, that's right. That does actually work from an arm's length. Okay. Okay. You know, nice. you get yeah. a lot more comfortable with that. Good. So nice. What's on your table, Chad? Uh, I've been working on trying to finish up some of the circle stuff that I didn't quite, the extras that I didn't quite finish off last year. I haven't done a whole lot of painting. I just have other stuff going on. haven't really been motivated, but I uh, was also working on a couple of my mercenary things. Like I got two of my custom jacks that I had built that are, you know, stand-ins for talons painted. So I got the the color scheme down that I wanted. Uh, I got one of my Thamorite Archons painted, uh, painted up. He looks pretty good. And um, trying to work on some other stuff. Uh, I still mm-hmm. have those pox walkers and some other 40k models to work on for uh, the diorama table that I'm working on for the store. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've got uh, nothing on my uh, hobby table. Yeah. Um, all of my things are in boxes and in the garage um, because we're painting the interior of the house right now. And that project is a beast and it's taking yeah. way too long. And part of it is, is we've just had a a lot of life interruptions and, you know, both my wife and I were working and, um, you know, full time and kids and family and just different things. And so, so we're trying to paint, um, when we have time and trying to pack things and move them when we have time and we made a lot of progress this weekend. Um, and so that was really good. And, um, uh, so I'm looking forward to finishing that project and we're getting new floors in and. Looking forward to having that, um, the unpacking process. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's kind of here's my hobby table, but <laughs> I'm I'm getting really good at uh, uh, ro- rolling, and so I'm thinking about my next army just doing the roller on all my <laughs> <laughs> just set them on the ground. <laughs> just just kidding. Just just kidding. Curtis would just kill me. <laughs> Break out your airbrush. Uh, there we go. There we go. So anyway, there we go. Uh, hey, uh, our last segment usually is what's going on in the community. Um, but with uh, the coronavirus and communities just shutting down, there really isn't anything. All we're hearing are cancellations of events. And yeah. there's, a, there's a couple of things that seem to are still open that are just playing by ear. There's a Malifaux tournament later this month that the organizer was like, well, we're talking about it. Yeah. You know, and, and I believe the, the cog collective quarterly is still happening at PGS this coming weekend. Okay. Um, and then I know that Josh with, um, mini blitz is still coming. I believe still coming to do demos on, on Saturday, Saturday, the 21st. Okay. Um, He's going to be there doing demos from, I think, noon to four. Okay. We did have to cancel the um, Song, of Ice and Fire. Song of Ice and Fire open play and yeah. my paint and my paint workshop that day. I was bummed about both of that. Yeah. You're still welcome. Like We still have space. You're still welcome to come in and use the space, but we're just not officially scheduling any any events right now for yeah. the rest of March. 
Yeah. But we will still be open for business and still uh, have space available yeah. for people to come into play. So if you still wanted to like set up a match and come down to play, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I just wanted to like spend a couple minutes and just um, I want to encourage our listeners. You know, during this season, there's a lot of us that are just kind of really struggling with the news and having a lot of anxiety. I know me personally, last week, I got real low on Thursday and Friday. Like, I would get up and I would get the kids off to school and Laura off to work or whatever. And then I would crawl back into bed and just listen to news podcast after news podcast. And it was so paralyzing. Yeah. And and the thing that we need is uh, we need we need the things that, that make us human. You know, we need our the connections that we have with our friends and and even even if we're in a self-isolation or self-quarantine state, you know, pull out those minis, paint them, pull out a good book, read it, yeah. turn on some Netflix, don't watch Outbreak, watch, <laughs> watch something, um, you know, that, that will just give you a reprieve from it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and if you're able and you have, and you're, you know, and you're not at risk, you don't ha- you're not dealing with any other physical ailment and you can go out in the public, you know, do so safely and wisely and reasonably and respectfully. And I don't know. Um, the it's it's a it's weird. Our world hasn't faced anything like this before, and it's touching a lot of areas of my life and the life of people that I know in ways that I I didn't expect. You know, it, this I feel like coronavirus is really just blindsiding the world, um, and uh, it's it's hard right now. So yeah. I just want to encourage our listeners and, you know, I think those of us that game, we, we know why we game. We, we game for the, the creative outlet. You know, we, we game for the critical thinking, the, the social, you know, we game to escape portions of our life. Um, don't, don't not do those things um, because you, you need those things too. Yeah. So, yeah. And wash your hands. Yes. Wash your hands and sanitize. Over and over. Yeah. Over and over. I did something exciting. Um, so hand sanitizer is pretty expensive or rare to find. Yeah. So I went to the liquor store this weekend and I asked for the, uh, uh, you know, the most powerful potent. Like, so there's uh, there's 151 proof uh, Everclear. Yeah. And so the guy was kind of walking, walking me around the store and, and showing me all these other th- products. And, and he was like, I think this one would taste better. And I said to him, <laughs> Oh, I'm not drinking it. <laughs> we uh, I'm making some homemade sanitizer. homemade sanitizer. <laughs> we've got we've got the aloe vera gel. We've got some uh, essential oils, oh and now we have 151 proof Everclear. <laughs> so we're ready. Oh, yeah. Or if you get quarantined with the kids for too long, you might be drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got other things for that. Yeah, so. things that taste way yeah. way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I think that's our show today. I want to thank you for listening to us and uh, for being a part of our community. We love to hear from you, and so feel free to you know, join our Discord, join our painting group on Facebook. Uh, you can email us at spellstormminiatures at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to support us, the thing you can do best is just by telling your friends and uh, telling other people who game, hey, here's, a, here's three fun guys, and they like talking about games. Doom, 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 doom. Dun 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 d
Thank you.